Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. And good day. Welcome to the COB. On this Thursday, I'm Andrew Gagan. And I'm Juliette Sally. And Andrew, I mean, it's been a roller coaster week, up, down, up, down. But today we took that positive lead from Wall Street, and it's all been about the crypto space as well. Yeah, also about inflation, I think it has to be said too, because we had that positive inflation read yesterday locally. Yep. The focus is going to be on inflation in the US overnight with expectations that disinflation is well and truly underway, mm. tightening cycles over, of course, expectations that the next move will be a cut. Indeed. And whether or not that's going to come as early as March from the Fed, that will be a key one for investors to watch tonight. Uh, but speaking of that crypto launch, finally, the SEC approving these well, Bitcoin ETFs. I tell you what, this morning we were confused again because yeah. after yesterday's debacle, where we had that erroneous tweet or the fact that the account was hacked, um, we had that, uh, it, we looked on Reuters and some of the other news feeds that have been approved. But the the, uh, the SEC account went down. I think that mm. was completely overwhelmed. So it uh, hasn't particularly been a, uh, its finest hour uh, in terms of its decision making and how it's actually uh, trans- uh, translated that news. No, but pretty much everyone was speaking to. I was just talking to Jonathan Miller from Kraken before saying like this is such a watershed moment mm. for the industry and perhaps finally giving some validation to those who really believe in the crypto space. Interestingly, Gary Gensler <laughs> very much separating himself from the SEC saying he still thinks this does not mean that you're endorsing the, the underlying no, yeah, that was that was a really fine point that he made, actually, because that's always been his belief. Uh, he can sort of just get the sense that he's done it through gritted teeth, his, hasn't he? His arm's been bent yeah. behind his back, and uh, it's, it's come through, though. Um, and, you know, we talked about inflation. We talked about looking ahead to the CPI, all of that helping our market up by about half of 1%. And speaking of the inflationary picture, I mean, softer than expected, as you mentioned here locally, mm. now expectations the RBA has done, too. That's really helping the retailers today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all consumer discretionary actually doing well today and with well, JB Hi-Fi in fact among them mm. I think very close to a record high. It is two year high and close to a record high and, and boosting a lot of those other players. Alright let's have a look at some of the sectors and indeed how crypto is faring on the back of the ETF spot approval. Uh, Bitcoin just under 47,000 there and of course uh, Ethereum very much in focus too now. Is it going to get some ETF approvals as well? In fact I think that might be a bit outdated because I was just taking a look at some of the numbers um, on uh, one of the, the sites there are tracking some of the cryptos and the alts are off to the races at the moment. Some, you know, Many of those up uh, over 10%. All right, so very much in focus. And uh, there we talked about uh, JB Hi-Fi towards that record, lifting all the other retailers or most of them, Premier Investments and uh, my favourite cheap jewellery spot, LaVisa, under a little bit of pressure. Oh, you've been doing your bit, but obviously not enough today. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> now, Iron Ore, also interesting because, of course, we've seen that really um, sharp run-up uh, over the course of last year, which has defied all expectations, perhaps from reality. Now, finally, weighing 
on iron ore with futures coming off again extending their losses for a sixth consecutive session in fact and uh, that's uh, as we see restocking perhaps by steelmakers in China and as a result we have seen further pressure on some of the bigger, bigger miners there. Yeah but uh, South 32 having a very good day and just having a look at uranium stocks too. David Buckland from Montgomery Invest was one of my guests earlier today. He says uranium is the space you should really be looking at. Of course we've seen that huge run up in futures prices for uranium. Boss Energy coming off after a pretty good rally in the last couple of sessions. Uh, Deep Yellow there pretty flat as well and uh, just taking a quick look at some of the other stories that we're following today. We talked about Block and Zip of course in different directions and Fortescue there and uh, Pinnacle in focus too. Yeah indeed uh, Pinnacle um, a bit of a standout particularly at the beginning of the day because it's cautiously optimistic about the second half of fiscal 24. Uh, look at a bit of a different story just as far as Worley is concerned um, with some allegations of corruption made by Ecuador. Uh, that has really weighed on the share price there. A little difficult to actually get to the bottom of this, so what's going on? But, um, you know, but I'll... worth noting, they have denied those allegations yes, indeed. as well. Uh, and checking in on the supermarket, coal slashing prices on around 300 items by more than four, more than 20%, excuse me. Uh, criticism from Prime Minister Albanese that they hadn't been passing on these lower costs to farmers. Um, so Coles has done that. Woolies up four-tenths of 1% also in the news a little bit today. Well, that's <laughs> despite the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, saying you should boycott Woolies because, well, they've actually dumped their uh, Australia Day paraphernalia. You can't go to Woolies and stock up for um, Australia Day. And what, what are they selling? Fongs, flags, hats? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think he was basically saying you should be able to either buy those yourself or not. And it's not really up to the supermarkets to dictate. But, you know, it is a contentious point And, um hmm. We're a business show. We won't get into politics. <laughs> well, but on, on that front, your original point there, just as far as obviously the price pressures, mm. and it's going to be interesting to see whether all the major supermarkets do actually cut their prices because uh, certainly given those allegations of well, taking advantage of those price gouging and they haven't, you know, so a lot of those prices, wholesale prices have come back. That's not reflected in the retail prices. Indeed. All right, let's get to our guest. Jessica Ramir from Moomoo joins the COB today. Hey, Jess, I know you focus very much in on the crypto space. Um, just tell us your thoughts on this approval finally and what it means for Australian investors. Well, it's uh, 10 years in the making, so it was a phenomenal moment. So I guess uh, just an hour before I guess some people um, got into work today, we got the news. So it's something that um, I guess the Winkle Boss brothers, uh, I guess, partitioned for 10 years ago and today finally uh, got the nod. I mean, again, really interesting turn of events. Yesterday uh, they said their account was hacked and then just a day a day later it got approved. But, um, but I think if we, if we think about the context of what it actually means, look, 11 spot uh, Bitcoin ETFs are coming soon to a trading screen near you. Uh, but it's pretty pivotal, not just if you are buying and selling or adding some of those crypto ETFs or Bitcoin ETFs to your portfolios, but it really validates um, the continuous buying, just like a lot of ETFs uh, that we see, continuous buying every quarter. So vis-a-vis, -vis, naturally, the Bitcoin price will continue to rise up. Um, so that's one thing. But then if we think about the ripple effects, there's a lot going on, I guess, and really to think about. So if you kind of do a diagram in your head and think about, well, what is going to benefit? Well, firstly, obviously, the Bitcoin price rise. And then you, you think about how you can trade that. 
but there's those 11 ETFs that are coming onto the New York Stock Exchange and then think about those that are coming onto the ASX. There's two to watch, one from BetaShares and another from a little-known fund manager. And then think about the companies that are actually benefiting um, from mainstream now, I guess mainstream BTC getting the tick. Um, so I guess mainstreamification, I guess I'd call it. So think about the companies that are making profit. So on the New York Stock Exchange, you've got two. So you've got NVIDIA, right? And they're already selling chips to miners. And so NVIDIA is the largest tech company making a profit that has got skin in the game and they're already selling to Bitcoin miners. So they'll continue to benefit from uh, Bitcoin mining increasing, probably at a quicker quicker pace than before because it's you know validated to you know move higher. But also uh, there's a company that we've been speaking about a lot, Block. Um, and Block, I know I bang on it about a lot, but they're on the ASX and the, the New York Stock Exchange. 41% of their rev is from Bitcoin, but they also rolled out a Bitcoin uh, wallet app. So that'll probably uh, see increased take up and all in all uh, their revenue will rise. And then last but not least, uh, think about those trading houses that are probably going to see or will see a pickup in revenue from transactions and people people like us going out there and buying some of these um, highly anticipated um, BTC ETFs that are coming on the market. So think about the ASX itself as a trading as a trading entity, they're going to get more tickets. Mm. And then, of course, think about you know financial companies that are going to benefit as well. Yeah, bottom line, uh, just makes uh, crypto, I guess, much more accessible to the uh, to the average investors. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays over the course of 2024. Uh, Jess, also inflation, or should I say disinflation, dominating headlines at the moment too, given we had that positive read yesterday locally. All eyes tonight, of course, on the US inflation read. Interesting to see how that's going to play just as far as some of those consumer discretionary stocks are concerned. Yes, yeah, spot on. So the plot is thickening uh, in the US for rates to be cut. Uh, again, we're still looking for potential cut in March. That's what uh, the most bets are on if you look at the Fed futures. Uh, but we're probably going to expecting uh, to see inflation, I guess, uh, maybe potentially not really shoot the lights out tonight. It's not going to be a gangbuster and inflation slowing more than expected. So w- no one's expecting that really. And that's because gas prices have actually moved up 21% this year and the oil price is just starting to bounce up off its low. So uh, there is an expectation that inflation is probably going to, I guess, potentially pick up ever so slightly, but it is all in all coming down where the Fed wants it to be. It's heading back toward that 3% mark that they like, tick, tick, tick. Um, so that does support risk on rally consumer discretionary spending will pick up once the Fed cuts are made. And then back here, uh, we know the um, the tables completely flipped, didn't they, after that yesterday uh, CPI, sweeter than expected uh, read that we got yesterday, that sweet, sweet CPI read. So coming into this year, I mean, bets were on for the RBA to make one more hike. And then come this morning, come yesterday after the data, now bets are on for the RBA to make two cuts. So there's almost a 50% chance of a cut here um, in August and then almost a 60% chance of a cut in November. So, I mean, add that together, let's say if we get half a percent, right, half a percent by the end of the year, if mm. you've got, say, a 450K mortgage, uh, good on you, that's uh, below the average mortgage, by the way, but that would essentially, if the banks pass on that half percent cut, you're probably looking at 
saving 150 bucks per month. So it'll be it'll be a pretty pretty sizable win for for Aussies. Um, so all in all, a good news. Inflation is coming down stronger than expected. The trends are our friend, and that means, of course, it's good for mortgage holders and it's good for the equity market, of course. So we know uh, interest rates when they cut, the Aussie market and the US do pretty well when rates are cut. Jess, just uh, finally, I mean, we've been looking so much at the mining space. We know iron ore is coming off a little, um, but every day nearly here at Ausbiz, we we do have a lithium story. And uh, I spoke to another CEO earlier today. I mean, there's a lot of hope that you will get this market more rebalanced at some point. Um, When do you think that happens? And what does that mean in terms of the outlook for the lithium players? It's a great question. It's a million dollar question. But I think when we think about lithium, it goes back to uh, something that has been, I guess, a key principle when we're looking at any company. And you need to look at a company that is generating revenue and number one has got offtake in the lithium space and offtake is, you know, a sales agreement for those that are uh, that are listening might not know that. So that means vis-a-vis the Pilbara minerals are continuing to hold up and we're seeing that. And on the flip side, on the on the second end of the lithium town, I guess you've got the small cap miners, and they're really suffering. And that's because today, um, if we think about the lithium price, also other precious um, metal prices, they hit new lows. So the lithium price uh, today, before coming into this, uh, hit a brand new low, and that's killing deals, uh, and that's killing small caps. So you're probably going to see in the small caps, you're probably going to see. Um, more pain, more suffering. Potentially, maybe companies are closing, probably more M&A. Large end of town, that's where we're seeing the companies with those offtakes like Pilbara. Of course, they were one of the first movers in the ASX and they're with Great Wall, as we know. Uh, so they're holding up and they're pretty resilient. So two different markets. Think about um, backing those companies that have got strong repeatable cash flows and that are already uh, selling their offtake. So just be really mindful um, that we're probably not going to see a recovery at least till we do see some potential cuts uh, really baked in to the goods and chattels of companies' uh, balance sheets. And I guess that ripple effect and that blow-on effect probably won't be till later on this year. Hmm. Jess, terrific to get your observations and your analysis. Thanks so much for joining us for Movie. Thank you so much, guys. All right, let's have a quick look at the market leaders as we round out the day's trade. Uh, we talked about South 32 there outperforming some of the other iron ore players. JB Hi-Fi getting towards a record and uh, just touched on Pilbara as well, up 3% there. Aluka and Telix also doing well. All right, on the negative side of the ledger, let's uh, take a look. And uh, Insignia uh, among the, the worst performers there, along with Illumina. And we were mentioning... Um, Bit of a reversal underway today in terms of those uranium miners boss among them and also those are problems that are plaguing Worley at the moment, those allegations there. All right, let's have a look at the small end of town. Some of the winners today, Clearview Technology up almost 13%, Avita Medical, uh, Pan Continental Energy. So a few big movers there to the downside though. Yeah, 29 metals, that was a big step lower there along with uh, Winsome Resources. You often see that in the resources space at the moment, uh, along with uh, Firefly and Hillgrove.
And the stock of the day, Pinnacle Investment Management, you were hosting the call. Indeed, yeah, that was our stock of the day off the back of their more positive uh, outlook for the second half of uh, 2024, the 24 fiscal year. So uh, we caught up with Josh Barker from Macro and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital for their view on Pinnacle. We've, we've steered away from, from fund managers, um, obviously in a tough market, they're uh, benefiting from performance fees. Obviously if the market doesn't reach a higher watermark, they're not going to get those performance fees um, over the last couple of years. And then obviously a downgrade in personnel and it sort of all flows on through there. So it's not something we've looked at and I think even moving forward um, may struggle and be a little bit behind the trend of the market, market boosts, obviously that impact will flow through to these fund managers um, but I'm, uh, it's not it's not an immediate benefit that headline performance fee uh, returning quite strongly um, you know pinnacle will recognize about 12 million dollars um, to them as, as a share of their their ownership in the fund managers um, last year that was about 1 million so you can see you know strong recovery there and of course they sort of tempered that with uh, as josh pointed out a write down in, in a tech investment they'd made flag some higher costs and also they've got some debt which is now some higher interest rates are starting to bite into that a little bit. So look, I think, you know, the announcement is sort of business as usual and, and the share price reflects that. Um, the, mar- the market has probably front run uh, a return to performance fees given the performance of the market over the last couple of months. Um, and they highlighted that I think eight of their affiliates were crystallized in this period, but the, uh, the full 25 are, you know, within a cooey of their high watermark, if not above it already, and have the chance to crystallize performance fees in the second half of the year. So um, currently trading on 26 times earnings, I think that's factored in, um, but it's it's pretty uh, easy hold here for me, given the you know, the quality of the business and, and the job that this team's done of, as I said, building out a business can weather the storms of a normal uh, fund manager. All right, uh, that's the view on Pinnacle. It has been tough space, obviously, mm. for uh, those managers, has uh, those uh, investment managers. All right, so let's uh, check on what is on the calendar for tonight. It's inflation. It is all about inflation. US core there, that will be the future, um, uh, or the focus, I should say. Uh, also got uh, an update there from the ECB. Uh, bit of a view of what's going on in Italy at the moment in terms of its economy, uh, unemployment claims out of the US and also uh, those ongoing bond auctions, the 30 year happening overnight. Just as on this point, actually, uh, Juliet, maybe more instructive, particularly for the Fed, will be the producer prices which come the following day, given yeah. they obviously feed in to consumer prices. Absolutely. All right, let's have a look at what we'll be focusing in on tomorrow. Obviously, we'll be reacting to uh, the CPI print, but we'll have housing finance for November, also Japan trade balance worth having a look at, particularly as we're watching the Nikkei at that something like 32-year high. And then later tomorrow night, Friday night, we'll get some industrial production trade balance figures uh, out of the UK. And of course, as you mentioned, the producer price inflation print. But that does it for today. And it has been a positive session. Has indeed. Let's just uh, check where we've uh, finished up. And as you can see, they're up more than half a percent. Uh, It's on the SIBO 200, uh, reflected across the board at the moment. I think um, all but energy sectors higher today. Mm. And the ASX 200 back above 7,500 for those who love those uh, round figures, those psychological points, 7,505 on the ASX 200, which is a gain of 37 points today. But that does it for Thursday. We will be back or I will be back. You're having a little 
little holiday, a little sleep no, in. Not a holiday, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be, you'll be back. Obviously, getting across all the detail tomorrow. I think we can uh, maybe uh, give uh, Bitcoin a miss in the morning. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, it's going to still make headlines, clearly, Absolutely. given what's just happened. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do it all again tomorrow. See you then. We will. See you then.